Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. Gentlemen, uh, hello. Happy Thursday to you and to our uh, our uh, podcasting partner over here. A happy belated birthday to you, Mr. Jamie Rivers. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Not for sure. We're going to push the podcast back to like one or something. Dude, so 100%. Get, yeah, yeah. I'm a professional, guys. What do you do for your birthday? What'd you do? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot, Donnie. It's not like my 25th birthday, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, hey, look, I, people who know me know I still like to get after it, but there's so much going on. You know, we've got I had the kids last night, so we did a uh, family dinner um, and some cake and hung out. I had a couple of bourbon last night, but nothing crazy because I had to get up at 6.45 this morning. So it's, you know, Jeff, you know, you got that crazy yeah. schedule, too. You it's, got up at 6.45. It took you a long time to get here. Jeez, oh. <laughs> well, Jeff. You're not doing anything else, are you? <laughs> no, nothing else to do Zero at all. Zero other things, no. right? Um, Just roll in here whenever? No. So it wasn't, it was kind of uneventful when it comes to that. And, you know, I don't know. It, I'm very happy to have a birthday. It was a great, one of the best birthdays I've had in a long time, and I feel great, and, you know, being 47 doesn't bother me at all. It's, it's a weird thing. People all day yesterday are like, ooh, 47, how does it feel? I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm 35. Like, I feel so much better than I have in the last, I don't even know how many years. It, it doesn't bother me. I was happy to have my birthday. Let me ask a real important question here. I don't want to just gloss over it. What kind of cake was it? Mm, good point. Well, it was a marble cake um, with chocolate icing. Somebody loves you. Holy oh, yeah. cow. Oh, yeah. Boy, that marble's where it's at. It was, uh, it was definitely made with love, Jeff. Now, do we, uh, do we go 47 candles? Is there a couple of them? Is there just a couple of happy birthday candles, um, or what do we do? There were f- eight total candles. They were kind of fancy where the, the flame changes colors. Whoa. You know? That's a thing? Wow. Yeah. 
I guess. I don't know. They were on the cake and they were changing colors, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I almost felt bad blowing them out. Now, was it eight because that's the amount of NHL teams you played on? or uh, No, it was the number of shifts I had with the Florida Panthers. <laughs> oh, man. Well, happy birthday, buddy. I'm thank glad you. you had another one. Let's put it that way. Yeah, thank you very it's, much. When you get to this age, you go... It's cool. I had. An, I don't really care. You don't care about the number, do you? Do you care about the number? It's kind of weirding me out a little bit, really? to be honest with you, man. You're closing in on fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm forty six. I turned forty six this year, and it, but it, it never really has. But this year, it was just kind of like a whoa, forty six. Yeah, whoa. I, I think that's it as much as anything. But I, I still looking, feel young. You're eyeballing you know? fifty, right? And you're like, yeah. But I don't even care. No, I don't care. I'm like, you know what? For me, it's a state of mind. And right now, where I'm at in my own state of mind, I'm fine. I could be 57 right now. I wouldn't care. Right, right. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, that's good. That is really good because it's just a number. And the weird thing is, like, since I'm older than 50, the weirdness about it is that's a marker. And then, but once you're past that marker, you're like, man, I don't know. What else is there? Right. You know what I mean? 55, 75. Here I come. 55. I don't know. So it's a bigger deal to everybody else, I think. Well, especially like the kids, because anytime the kids are asking how old you are, they're just they're 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 like almost stunned that you're still alive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that, four. That's a wow. that's a huge difference. Yeah, you're right. Because like I remember in like eighth grade or in high school, something to that effect. I remember it was high school, obviously. Somebody was like 18, 17, 18, and they were dating a 22-year-old or something. Like, man, you're dating somebody so old. Oh, my gosh. And now you're like, yeah, I remember 22. That's pretty damn young. Right, absolutely. Exactly different. I remember when my dad turned 40, I was like, oof. Big Don yeah. is old. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Pops. <laughs> or like, my mom passed when she was 38, and everybody was like, she was so young, and I was 13 or 14, whatever it was, and I'm like, nah, man, she was old, 38, come on. Yeah, man. And then when you blow past those numbers, you're just like, damn, they were right. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. so. Pretty young, yeah. Man, yeah. oh, man. Well, uh, on to this uh, amazing, so from this amazing thing called age that makes us all feel so great, uh, <laughs> on to, I, I, I want to kind of start here with, with our blues, Jamie, because, you know, over the course of the last month or so, uh, I have been very high on our boys in blue. And in the last couple of weeks, uh, I believe that I've gotten a bit of, uh, of of leveling off to the point where now I think I've got myself a little bit freaked out uh, about this, <laughs> this team. This is all in his head. This is all in my head, yeah. by yeah, the way. I'm completely. completely. Yeah, because it's right. literally happening right now, right yep. in front of us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, okay. How do you feel? The, 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 the injury to Tyler Bozak I, obviously really sucks. Oscar Sundquist not being at 100%. Those f- feel like they were, a, they were kind of a couple of bits of, this, of the little bit of sandpaper that we had. So now with Bozak missing time, you know, Oscar Sundquist being not an everyday player, you know, are, are you even more concerned about the physicality and the sandpaper on this team? And what do those two, those injuries, what does it mean to you for this team? Well, I'm not. I'm less concerned about the sandpaper because Oscar Sundquist hasn't really been able to bring that as much as he has in the past this You're year. Right. And Tyler Bozak, as much as he likes to get involved and whatnot, he's not really your sandpaper. Right. He's a great all-around player, and so is Oscar Sundquist. And that's what I think that the Blues are going to miss is their all-around play. Good on faceoffs, good defensively. They both can penalty kill. They both can jump in on the power play if need be. Um, great in the defensive zone. If the goalie's pulled for the other team, there are two guys you can put out on the ice. Uh, shot blockers. Those are the little things that they bring to the table that'll be missed. And now, you know, who steps up? 
who knows at this point? You know, you've got uh, probably Oscar Sundquist that'll slide down and play center on that fourth line between Mackenzie McEachern and Torpchenko, who those two guys have been really good. Torpchenko really has yeah. been, has has really been impressive, I thought. He's been great. So I don't think Craig Bruby's going to mess around too much with that. Hopefully Robert Thomas and Booch are back in the lineup. If that's the case, then you're kind of right back where you started. You know, Sunquist is not Bozak. Bozak is not Sunquist, But they are both very similar in style of play. So I think the Blues' fourth line can be just fine the way it is. Uh, again, you know, fingers crossed that those other guys are in the lineup. And I know you dealt with several uh, uh, injuries throughout your career in the NHL. What is it? Take us in the mind of like an Oscar Sunquist who just can't play the game that he is able to normally. Man, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, it's got to be frustrating as hell, but what do you, what are you going through when you just can't do what you Wow. Frustration, anger, a lot of things because, you know, you know that you should be getting from A to B a lot faster. Uh, you should be able to compete a lot better. You should be generating more scoring opportunities, getting more ice time, all this stuff. And you just can't do it. And you got your head hanging. You're like, boys, I'm not doing it for you know that sort of thing. Yeah, it's you try not to have your head hanging because you know you're still out there. You're trying to. At the same time, your teammates do see it. As far as you know, your body language. I'm a big body language guy, and if I see a guy that's slumped over, I'm like, hey, dude, no, we don't have time for that. Right. No, you're bringing everybody down, looking because everybody's like, oh, I don't want to talk to him, or he looks angry. No, BS. Pick yourself up. You can go be unhappy in the stall in the bathroom later and cry to yourself. Like, I'm not trying to be mean or insensitive, but that's just the way it is. Well, it can hurt the whole team that way is what you you're saying, guy, right? You can yeah, bring guys bring down. down. It just takes the attention off the, the task at hand. And um, Now, guys, when games are over in the locker room and guy is sitting there, ice bags on both knees and maybe on his shoulder and maybe on his back, and guys recognize it. They'll, you know, come over and give a guy a pat on the back and talk to him or back in, you know, my pack in my day, mm-hmm. a guy would walk over and hand you a beer, you know? You I mean, know what this sounds like every time you talk about back in the day especially, but it's uh, this was a uh, um, present day thing you were just talking about with Sunquist. Is that it sounds like it's the locker room and the society or the fraternity of hockey players is just tough love. Like it, it's dad's tough love. It's it like, is. I love you, buddy, but get your butt out there and do what you need to do, and we'll have beers later. So, without getting, without catching too much heat for this, and please, whoever's listening, realize what I'm saying. In no way am I comparing it to the sacrifice that people in the military make. In no way. Again, I repeat, in no way am I comparing it. However, I will say the bonding that happens between individuals who are complete strangers and the tough love that happens between people who start out as complete strangers and the rallying around each other, the team concept, everybody has to pull on the rope together, that whole thing is very military-esque. So when you look at a hockey team, and I can't speak about a football team or baseball team, you'd have to ask somebody else about that. But when I look at hockey in particular, because that was the sport I played, I see a lot of parallels. And Ed Stanowski, who is a goalie for the St. Louis Blues, Saturday Night Stanowski, I think is what they call him here in St. Louis, he quit hockey, retired from hockey and joined the Canadian military. And he goes around talking to people all the time. He's retired now out of the military. And uh, I talked to Ed one time because I was like, it was after my career, I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of struggling. You know, like, this is weird. I'm not used to kind of being out here on my own. And he, Ed Stanowski, said, well, Hockey is a lot like the military. Now, he could say that because he do, he's done both. He's done yeah. both, yeah. And so that's why I feel confident in referencing it because Ed Stanowski has said to me, there's a lot of parallels between the two. So without going too far off the rails, Jeff, 
Yeah, it is tough love. And it's, you know, I respect the hell out of you for going out there and blocking that shot with your your ankle or your neck or whatever it is. Um, I don't have time to hug you right now, but I'll get you later. Right. Type thing. Okay. So does the injury to Bozak, does that change up anything that Army was working on? Is it, or is, is it, with the, because kind of the way I'm reading you, Jamie, is, it sucks that Bozak's out, but we do have bodies that can cover mm-hmm. while he's gone. So, in essence, then I would think that that would not change what Doug Armstrong was going to do trade deadline-wise. I think he's got two categories right now. There's two buckets for Doug Armstrong. and One bucket is a top-four defenseman. Mm-hmm. And the other bucket is depth. You know, And that's just the way it is. What can we acquire this depth? Because uh, are we happy with what we've got? And he's probably got three, four players that are earmarked of, eh, you know, we could improve. We're happy, but we could improve. And if something falls in our lap or if we throw out an outlandish trade offer and somebody takes it, great. But the main focus right now is on the top, top left-handed shot defenseman. And that Jacob Chikrin is, he's hurt now, right? He's hurt, but apparently it's just a minor injury. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's not going to change any plans. If if a team was going after it them could based in St. Louis, uh, that's not going to change anything? Well, it, it could slow the process down. It could because then you're looking at, you know... It, you're basically trading for an injured player then. So think about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you're trading for a car that's been in an accident. The Carfax says it's <laughs> the been Carfax. A, yeah. It's, Carfax says it's been in an accident. Now they did a great job, but in the back of your head you're like, uh ah. yeah. it still was an accident. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Ben Sherratt got traded yesterday. Yeah, boy, uh, they rake. Th- th- they sure did. What did you think of that that deal? I thought it was a first rounder in two years, a second rounder next year, and then a player and on a the player roster right now. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Who would that player have been for the Blues? Because maybe to kind of put and it in context. You, and would you have taken that deal? Yes, for the yeah, Blues? yeah. That's, that's wow. maybe one and then the yeah. other, yeah. really, um, depending on the, the player the guy. for the Blues? Gosh, I don't know. I'd have to dive deeper into their prospects. Sorry, dude. I didn't mean to put you on the Yeah, on the... no, that's all right. It, it wouldn't be a top level guy. You know, we're not talking Perunovic or neighbors right. on this one. Maybe a Zachary Bolduke, maybe Oof. something like that. Yeah. Um, and the first and the second rounder, that's expensive. You know, had they said player plus a first rounder, I'd be like, yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's the, it's exa- it's the blueprint of what you're requiring right now. It, it fits in exactly what you want. It's the top dog available. But the second rounder, as much as I look at picks sometimes and go, you know, the players don't always pan out. So you can't guarantee that a second round pick, heck, even a first round pick is going to pan out for you. So sometimes I'm like, you know what, Make, take the gamble. This one here, I think that price was pretty steep. I think Army you know, kind of got a little bit um, apprehensive when there's two really high draft picks and a prospect player. I don't know. I think that uh, I think Montreal did a great job. I think Florida overpaid just a little bit. But it, but I mean, in this world right now, and the time that it is, you're a couple of days away from the trade deadline. You might have to overpay a little bit. Is that the reality? Maybe right now, yeah. As it gets closer, this is the risk you run, right? And I've talked about this on the fast lane a bunch. Is Doug Armstrong either had to make a move like three weeks ago, and maybe catch him sleeping a little bit? The price has gone up since then. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the price has probably peaked right now. Come Monday, trade deadline day, the pl- the price will drop. Every hour that goes by that teams cannot unload players, the price will drop. That's it's a liquidation sale. What a sale. game it is. What a game it is. So yeah. Army probably uh, slow played this a little bit and was hoping that maybe everybody else was. And then come Monday, 
Now you start to, you know, like I said, the liquidation sales happening, the hours are ticking away. You still have something you need to get rid of. All of a sudden, Doug Armstrong's offer makes more sense. It's a game of poker. It's yeah. tough. It's like the stock market. But if he can get there, it's he comes in as a savior. Like, oh, you still got this guy. The trade deadline's two yeah. hours away. Yeah, Look at me saving your bacon for 20 you. 20 minutes before the deadline or half hour before the deadline. Hey, I'm just calling to let you know we're still interested. That deal is still on the table. So really, if I'm reading you correctly, maybe I'm reading you incorrectly, happens, but this, this, <laughs> this, this deal probably, whatever the Blues have cooking, probably isn't going down until Sunday, Monday, till right towards the, just the, the brink of the deadline. Well, that's if you want to get the best deal possible. Now, Doug Armstrong may look at this Ben Sherratt thing and go, oh boy, he's off, he's off the table now. Now what? Mm-hmm. Pivot. We can't we can't lose the next guy, whoever that is. If it's um, you know Nick Letty, Mark Giordano, if it's one of those guys that they're eyeballing, you can't miss. You can't miss. Now you got to make sure. So now, now it gets risky again. Now you might overpay again. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because you start to panic, thinking, "Well, I I don't want to lose the next guy up because if we lose him, then now we're really now we're all we're doing is we're acquiring what we already have." Let's say, okay, hypothetically, I'm just throwing this out there. The right deal isn't there. It's just not there. And the Blues, the, the trade deadline comes and goes on Monday mm-hmm. with little done, if anything. Boy, that facial expression that he's making now. Yeah, not good. I know. I know. That's not good. No, it's not good. Because Did you guys hear what, uh, what Daryl Sutter said oh, oh, in Calgary? He, yeah, no, yeah. No, he's, no, we say, we yeah, say, we say. He said that if you're playing Colorado in the wild card round, that you're just wasting eight days. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that's a direct quote. Wow. It was a direct quote. Yeah, yeah. wow. I mean, that's not even paraphrasing a little bit, but that's Damn. pretty much it. Like, he basically said the Calgary Flames are pushing to be number one in our division because if you're a wild card team, you don't have a hope. Right. And if you're playing Colorado, it's a waste of your eight days. Wow. And that's a guy now. Um, so, do you guys remember the last wild card team to win the Stanley Cup? I, honestly, I don't. Okay, it was the LA Kings. Oh. Guess who was the head coach of that team? Oh, God. Yeah. Sutter. Yeah. Daryl Sutter. Yep. So if anybody knows about if a wild card team can win or get through, it would be him. I'm willing to take his word for it. Yeah. And so when I look at the Avalanche loading up with Josh Manson now, um, they made another deal with the Minnesota Wild. Landis Gog, now he's going to be on maybe LTIR, the mm-hmm. old Tampa Bay Lightning trick. Yeah. Which means they could probably go out and acquire Claude Giroux if they want. They could maybe add even a Jacob Chikrin if they want. They're going for it. Mark Andre Fleury is in is in play as well for the Colorado yeah, Avalanche. You've been saying that that scares me every but time. But I keep reading that Mark Andre Fleury with the full trade might just stay in Chicago. He might. What he's doing is he wants the right team to offer a trade for him. He's a, he has a full no trade clause. He wouldn't. Would he be dishonest with us about no, his he, desire well, it's not to stay? It's no. not dishonest. What it is is I, I play for the Chicago Blackhawks. I like it here. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Colorado says, well, you got a year left on your deal. We'll trade for you, and we'll tack on another year if you'll take our trade. And he goes, oh, so you'll add another $6 million to my bank account? All I have to do is come and win a Stanley Cup with you or that, compete? That's it? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm in. Boys, Doug Armstrong better have something up his sleeve. He does. You know what? Though. We say that all the time. But he does, he always Yeah, he does. does you know? he, he, he does. always he does. does. That's he the does. one thing. And look, I'm not... I say he does. So if you're listening right now, don't think I have insider information because I'm at the rink all the time and I talk to all these guys. One, I've never talked to Army ever about a possible trade or a signing. Ever. I have too much respect. 
One, I know right. he's not going to tell me. Two, why would I ask him? It's none of my business. Yeah. I know how this works. But knowing Army's past and how he operates, there's no doubt in my mind that he's got a number of things that are cooking right now that he's hoping that one of them gets done before the trade deadline. One of the things that is kind of known about Armstrong and how he does business and the way that the Blues do business is we truly don't get a leak. I mean, we. it seems like it is incredibly, you know, that, yeah. that, that secret. How, how does that happen? Well, you have a guy like Army who really doesn't talk to anybody about it in the organization. There's it, people that are involved in the trade discussion that are in on it, right, and they don't even know that the trade is made. How, how many people? Okay, so that kind of answers your question. But how many people besides Army is knows what he's doing right oh, now? Oh, maybe two other people in in the, in the Blues Ryan organization. Ryan Miller, who's the cap guy, salary cap guy, he has to know. The numbers have to work, right? And then probably somebody like Al McInnes. Hmm. Just to get a play, you know, because Al's highly respected in the organization. Rob DeMaio, too, Tim Taylor. But I guarantee they're not in on the final discussions. It's the only way that you can, you know, stop the leaky faucet. Right. And, uh, you know, now Army also, I think, hovers their job over their head. If if Army ever finds out that there's a leaky faucet, that guy's gone, that person's gone, and people won't hire that person in the future. Wow! Yeah, wow! That 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 to, that to me is crazy. It's not it's, a. It's big business, just like any other it. big business. But it's sports. It's so crazy. I respect I, it, man. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? In twenty twenty two, I think it's amazing. It yeah. is amazing. Like it's absolutely brilliant. You know those guys, happens. those insiders like Elliot Friedman and, and Frank Saravelli, sure. who just absolutely destroyed the expansion draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they've got insiders at the league office. Is this is what they do, and they juice those people. So what happens is there's somebody who takes there's a transaction coordinator at the league office, and the transactions come in, and they have to put them in. It has to be okayed and approved. Well, that person or people who are in and around that process, they get paid mm-hmm. to leak the information, oh, wow. and you can never figure out who it is because there's a bunch of people that are in on it. So if, if an Elliot Freeman or somebody like that says sources with the league say... Or just sources or just say this sources deal is say, done. Eh. That means the paperwork has been filed and the league is just waiting to rubber stamp it. I want to say a cuss word. I don't like that, even in the slightest. That sucks. <laughs> that that freaking sucks. And then it makes me think of the expansion draft it's and how they took all of the sure. and, and how it took all of the freaking fun out of the yeah. out of the amazing expansion draft. Like, well, yeah, that t- was a. I told Frank that too. I go, Frank, what are you like? What are you doing? He's yeah. like, I had all this information. He's like, shame on me if I don't use it. He's like, I was leaving, um, what he was doing with was it Sportsnet at the time or the Hockey News, and he was starting this daily face off. He's like, what a way to catapult my yep. website, yeah, my stream onto you know. He's like, I nailed everything. So was it? I mean, just, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. Was it just the paid informant that you're I didn't talking ask about? Him. I didn't ask him that. Because if so, I mean, you're a reporter. If you don't disseminate the information that you have, you're not doing your job. So is it more on the person who is taking money for giving information under the table, or is it on the writer? Because the, the writer, writer has doing to have his a job. tremendous amount of trust in the individual that is giving them the information. Right. Yeah. You're right. Which Ooh. means he absolutely knew who was being traded or the expansion draft and all that stuff. Right. Dude, that is just madness to me. Yeah. But this is like kind of my favorite like time of the year as far as like I love the trades. It's the same with baseball and all that kind this of thing. This is going to be so hard for me on Monday. 
because uh, Anthony Stalter and Brad Thompson are both out on oh, Monday. So it's just you? Me and Alexa Dat. Oh, nice. She's oh, coming awesome. in? She's coming oh, in. She came awesome. in last week. She did a phenomenal job, both hockey and baseball. She rocked it. Yeah. So she's nice enough. She's coming in on Monday again. But it's going to be hard, as you guys know, to run a radio show and pay attention to all the trade blitz that's oh, going yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll have some things to report in real time. Um, you know, she's an NHL network employee, or she used to be, so should be exciting. JR, Jeremy Rutherford, is going to be our on-call in the moment. If something happens, we're going to buzz him and bring him in. Great resource there. Yeah. He's a great guy. So it should be fun. Ah, man, they're gone for, for Monday for the trade deadline, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, at least the hockey guy's here. Yeah. That's but it would sure. be nice if I had the driver, Anthony, so that while he's driving, I could you be can t- t- checking yeah. out everything. And, yeah. Man. Because that's, that's a different animal, man. Hosting oh, yeah. that show. Absolutely. Well, uh, you don't have time to read the text line. You don't have time to read the Twitter verse and all that stuff. Like, I- I'm driving that. I'm moving this thing along. Yeah. I got to watch the clock. I got to make sure the topics. It's different. That clock it. thing would screw me up. Oh, yeah, I know. You're saying clock, right? Yes, yeah, I clock. am saying okay. clock. Thank yeah. you. Thank you yeah, very I much. Just you were thinking sure. Glock as in gun, I'm assuming? No. No, oh. no not quite. Block? Mm. Crock pot. Lock. Mm. What are your thoughts on this Vegas Golden Knights team right now? Ah, wow. So, this goes back to the old saying of just because you add a big piece doesn't mean it meshes well with the group. And I'm not saying anything negative about Jack Eichel because... From what I understand, he's a hell of a guy, and the guys like him. But that's a big fish that's been dropped into the pond, and they haven't played well since he's come back. Now, is it on him? No. I mean, he doesn't control the penalty kill. He doesn't control the turnovers. He doesn't control, like, But nonetheless, it's a team that is struggling. As of right now, as of today, I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think so. I yeah. think they're on the outside looking in. I think they are. They've, what, they've lost five in a row, I think, yeah, haven't they? they ain't yeah. pretty. Um, now, Mark Stone, that scumbag. I was going to say, it's pretty to me. I'm Al okay Bo- with that. Yeah, our guy yeah. Tyler Come. Bozak in the head. So yep. forever be I a cannot look at him and not think of that. No, I actually called him a scumbag down in the uh, bowels of the arena. Good for you. And he looked at me and I said, well, you elbow a guy in the face. I mean, come on. You Did you say him. that to him? Yeah. What did he say? Nothing. What really? the hell is he going to say? I don't know. Oh, hey. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have any tape on it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty. What are you going to say? whole broadcast. It's a lose-lose. Yeah, Right? Like, what, he oh, gets all lippy with me? Go ahead. <laughs> Good luck. You better pack a lunch. <laughs> Bring seven Vikings with you, for Christ's sake. The worst just, part is I like him a lot as a player, too. Yeah. You know? Hell You've I, always said you were, you're that guy, and, and I agree with you, and I hate saying that, but he's that guy, Mark Stone's that guy that you'd love to have on your team, but you hate him when he's not. He would be incredible yeah. on this team. And especially this team right now, him mm. standing in front of the opposition's goaltender to get and rebounds or whatever. The way he creates turnovers and the, the, the amount of pockets he picks for pucks and stuff, and... He's, it would be fun to have him as a blue. What did you think about Jack Eichel's post game in Buffalo? So I'm torn. Okay, I'm torn. Uh, actually, I'm not. I think I was initially to where I was like, "Oh, that was awesome," you know. Then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, "Why would you do that?" Like I just don't get it, right? Because the fans are passionate now. Oh my God, Donnie! This I'm pulling a Fandango right now. I'm yeah. all over the place. Good. Yeah. At least it's not me. Um, At least it's not just me. You're not going to roll a grenade down the hallway, are you, by chance? No, Donnie doesn't do that. Oh, no. Stop it. Stop it now. I might yell, but I won't it, roll a grenade. It was a pretend one. It was a prop. <laughs> Turned um, out to be a flask. Yeah. <laughs> you picked it up. We haven't seen it since. Nope. It was real good. Um, so Ryan O'Reilly gets ushered out of Buffalo because the media uh, takes one quote that he says about losing his passion for the game. 
um, because of the losing environment that Buffalo had created. So they run a really good player, a great leader out of Buffalo, almost ruined his reputation. Then Jack Eichel, almost blueprint of the exact same thing, meaning that he was injured, he wanted the surgery, the team said no, he said yes, they made it sound like he was an absolute, you know what, jerk, and then the fans turned on Eichel, and so he did, he got booed, man, like it was an aggressive boo, and there were horrible things being said to him. Uh, So his reaction post-game, I... I don't blame him. Yeah. Because there's uh, intensity, there's adrenaline, probably heat of the moment, or screw you guys, you know. You don't know what I've gone through to get back from this injury and all that stuff. At the same time, I think you still have to pause for a second as an athlete and, you know, don't give them that satisfaction. Yeah. I would have said something along the lines of, hey, this is a really passionate fan base. This is why I wanted to play here for so long. Um, unfortunately, the organization didn't feel the same way as me. But again, real passionate fan base. I know they're going to have a great team in the future here and re- and reward these fans. Oh, that's right down the middle. Yeah, it would be yeah. great. Yeah, you know, and, and then people are like ah, boo, Ooh, what? Yeah. Right, you boo him again? <laughs> right. You know? like, then you just know. almost can't. Then like you he, become the dick. He literally you know? said, "We're awesome. The ownership sucks, and that he wishes he could have played." I don't know what to do anymore. But now. Now it's like WWE style. Yeah. Like he comes in saying, what did he say? Uh, oh, I, that's the loudest they've been in seven years. All it took was me, me to leave, come back. Me yeah. to come back yeah. here for them to want to win or something. Oh, my God. And it just it'll be fun the next time he goes there. And the reason I oh, just. He better have security. Yeah. Man, the reason I don't like it is because of something that he that he is very well aware of. That that organization is hammered host. And they did not give him any help. And it's clearly the organization's fault, not Jack Eichel. It's 100% the organization's fault. And, Donnie, here's where it's weird. Okay? All right. The Buffalo Bills are an incredible organization. Jamie, I was just going to say the same thing. Like, I feel really lucky because the Pagoulas did right by us completely. And the Sabres... owners of their NFL team. Yeah. They are not good owners of their NHL team. It it, is the stepchild. And it almost makes me wonder, Jamie, if they're actually good owners or if they just really made great hires in Billy Bean and in, 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 in Coach McDermott. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really yeah, makes me wonder. Yeah, but if you make great hires, it makes you a good owner. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. so. Absolutely and so. And they've managed to keep that tradition alive in Buffalo. That team was terrible for a number of years. Mm-hmm. They got that team back on the map. The fan base is as passionate as it's ever been. They're internet heroes, for that matter. And legitimately, your boy is going to the home opener this year. Whoa. Who they nice. It will be my very first time in Buffalo. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Thanks for the invite. But yeah. with I grabbed some gloves on the way there. Stop it. Uh, our friend Anthony Johnny. is Johnny, uh is, I would go with you. What? If you invited me. Okay. But you didn't. No, I didn't. So and there's probably a few other people that I would invite before you. No whoa, offense. Whoa. What? Wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, like my them? kids. Like Oh, wow. This has changed. Yeah, this <laughs> this changes God. everything. Get, get, get ever, the since, ever since Buffalo got good at football. He's <laughs> wow. It's, uh... Ever since. Oh, yeah. Though no, no, they haven't beat the Patriots for. Oh, no. boy. You know what, dude? That is just like a factual inaccuracy. How is that inaccurate? Dude, we. You know what? I'm did not the even. Patriots gonna... ever, did the Patriots have to go through the Bills to win all those Super Bowls? Did the Patriots have to go through the Bills? Yes. Well, yes, in the regular season. They Your did. Honor, I rest my case. Thank and, you. and we just beat them in the playoffs this particular year. Yeah, too. Did you win a ring for it, though? 
We didn't ring, win a ring yet. I'm starting to get pissed, Jeff. It I don't like this like man. We need to wrap this up. I'm <laughs> just no, saying. I'm because he said I'm so far down the line of people he'd invite. <laughs> Screw you. Well, I did. First of all, the screw you a little rough. Okay. All right. I agree I with that. Take that screw back. me. Yeah. Second of all, screw the you, people Jeff. that would be in front of you would be my two sons, my daughter, Mary, my brother. You know, That's, maybe Burton, because yeah. I've known him longer. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. And because he knows Anthony. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've been to Buffalo. Well, probably a lot. I could be a great tour guide for you. Ooh, I guess you I could be. Mm-hmm. Donnie, I, you know how many times I've been to Buffalo? None. 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 Yeah. No. I, got, I got a map. Why does he do Jeff, this? Jeff, where's the best know. place for wings in all of Buffalo? Oh, in all of Buffalo? Mm-hmm. That's uh, the wing place over on Maine? <laughs> right? No. Oh, did they close? What's the place that every NHL team makes sure that their off-ice people have wings sitting on the plane for them post-game? The Anchor Bar. The Anchor Bar. Yeah. I've heard of the Anchor Bar. Yeah, see? I could take you there, Donnie. Not now, though. He would pay, Not too, doing Donnie. it now. He would Why pay. Wings? Why do you got to make me feel bad, know, man? I just feel like it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe we will be podcasting again on Monday, boys. That is, is that from what I understand? Yeah. That's what they've told me. Yeah. So we will hopefully have some trade discussions to, to speak of, and, you know, we're going to get a good weekend of hockey here in front of us. Wait. Hmm. Wait until Tuesday? Yeah. Maybe have Mike Ryder play this one. I don't know. We'll talk about it off air. Absolutely so. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening to the Last Minute Blues podcast. Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers, Donnie Fandango. Share the podcast with your hockey-loving friends. And as always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.